Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 109 of the Purple Pants Podcast, Zaddies at War. I serve as your humble and gracious host, Bryce Isaiah, and I'm so glad to be in your eardrums, your kitchen, your car, and your classroom, wherever it is that you're listening to me from. We back with another episode, but before we get started, if you have not already, please make sure you're subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts wherever it is that you get your podcast from we're there give your baby boy some five stars and write a review who listen y'all let me tell you baby boy is tired when i say tired i'm tired i had a really busy weekend and i never recovered from the sleep you ever not get sleep and you become delirious and you know you're just like functioning off of fumes big bag baby boy is going off of fumes so this weekend i was with my beef brothers joey and wendell and we went to Long Island to Dominic from Ghost Island. Uh, Wendell and Dominic had a project of putting like a pergola together. And, you know, Wendell had hit me up and was like, you want to go to Dom's house? He's got a pool. So I'm like, oh, you listen, you know, baby boy, love a pool. So we get there and there's about six to eight hours of work uh, on this pergola and the ground, uh, not the ground, the landscaping. And I'm like, wait, you said I was going to get a pool. Baby, they was working your baby boy so we went to uh new york and we were supposed to stay two nights but because the project took so long and then you know we hung out with dom's family and you know i got in the pool okay because i was gonna get in the pool and we didn't book a hotel and so when we were looking for hotels it was after 12 and so you know anybody that works in the hotel industry or you know you book if you're it's after 12 it's the next day and so like check-in time is until 3 p.m so we couldn't get a hotel so we decided just to drive back and um Wendell's like I'll drive back and I already knew uh I would have to drive because I just knew so 30 minutes into Wendell driving back of the two hour and 45 minute drive he's like I'm tired and for me I I've always gone on road trips um throughout my life uh and you know 
early on in my childhood, like I had a brother that was incarcerated and he like was incarcerated in upstate Pennsylvania for six hours. So I always used to play navigation with my mom. And I'm always the type of friend that if we go on a road trip, like I, if you know, I don't ever go to sleep in the sense of like, I feel like you should be a good co-pilot and always be up with the driver. So when I got in the car, Joey Hatch went to sleep like that. And so I, you know, stood up and I was like, you know, just because you just want to make sure that someone's alert. So he got tired. So I had to drive back to Philly. We didn't get back to Philly till 4 a.m. And I think I've told you guys this before. I'm the type of person when I get back from any type of trip, I can't like I can't function until like my bags are packed and everything is like put away. So I do that for 45 minutes. It's about 530 now. And now I'm just like up. And so I, I didn't sleep Sunday. And, you know, I'm just going off of fumes. I literally feel like I'm in a third dimension. But I had so much fun um, hanging out with Don and the B brothers. It was a really great weekend. And it also happened to be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And so it was um, an interesting feeling to be in New York um, of 9-11. And we had drove past, past a couple of memorials that they were doing live. We even pulled over and just like paid our respects and just kind of like sat in the car and just watched the service from afar. And it really just, you know, it's crazy to think that it's been 20 years. And 9-11 is like one of those things that everyone knows where they were at in that moment. I was in high school. I believe I was in 10th grade. I was in Mr. Berrios' class. And I remember they started turning on the TVs. We didn't understand what was happening. Then our school went on lockdown. Then we got out early. It was just crazy. Um, and it's just something that, you know, has literally changed the landscape of our country. Um, we've lost so many heroes. There were so many people um, that have died and you know, my heart goes out to anyone who has lost anyone or, you know, just to everyone, you know, it's, it's to, to anyone that experiences trauma for us all. And there are a lot of great documentaries on Hulu and Netflix that I had an opportunity to watch. And y'all know me, I'm an emotional bee. I'm just watching through the the documentaries crying because it just was, it's so sad. Um, and the one bright spot for me in the whole situation is given the state of our country right now and, um, just how we're so divided, even after that horrible event of 9-11, I really felt like we came together as a country and we united. And, um, I, 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 I just wish that we could unite now but um I, I remember feeling like you know just that like support um and you know just it was a lot and I was like so young at the time and I can only imagine to anyone that lived in New York or anyone that knows someone or had a family member it's just so crazy and life is short so it's just always important to show your people love, give people their flowers while they are here. Um, so, yes, I am really excited about this episode. Zaddy's at war. OK, so let me give you the rundown of the episode this week. We've got the church announcements. We've got the casualty with Amon and B. We are talking Blues Clues. We're talking Raven Simone. We talking Texas. We talking Little Nas X. And we're getting the big brother update to cook out. Miss Barb stops by for another installment of Barb's message. And then, you know, we got the freak of the week. So listen, OK, if you're listening, it's Zaddy's at war let's get into these church announcements welcome to church 
on this week's church announcements. You know the word is out. Last week, I did a podcast with the baby boy, or I mean, he might be Mr. October. I have put a lot of time and energy into the Bryce Isaiah 2022 Zaddy calendar, and I did a reveal podcast with Rob. If you have not checked that out, baby, you need to go run it up and listen to me and Robert reveal the Zaddies that I have chosen. And um, I am really proud of this Zaddy calendar this year because listen, y'all, be honest, it almost did not happen. It was a lot, uh, just, just a lot, you know, and contacting Zaddies, just me and my personal life. You know, it's a financial burden at times to just put up some, you know, funds to get this happen. But I, I really do enjoy the the love that I get from the Zaddy calendar and the sense of like someone even hit me up on Twitter like a month ago and was saying, hey, are you putting out the Zaddy calendar? You normally put it out this time of the year. And I buy this for my friend for her birthday every year. It's our tradition. And um, I just I love the fact that I am able to create something and it's positive and it shows representation. It's so amazing. So if you have not got your Zaddy calendar already, OK, it's available. Click the link in my bio on the Twitters, on the Instagram and you could get one. I am. Um, I'm only printing a limited amount this year. So listen. You know what I'm about to say? They're going like hotcakes. They are going like hotcakes. So you might want to get it now because I can't guarantee I'm going to have some later on. But yes, I am so proud of this Zaddy calendar and this, you know, I just love the things um, that I've been able to do with this community through the support of you guys. So thank you so much. Yes, go out there and get it and support your baby boy, a young black entrepreneur out here trying to put these things on my resume. Also, I just want to remind you guys, listen, next week we're going to be in New York for the Bryce and Wynn Presents The Return. I'm really excited. Thank you guys, everyone who has gotten their tickets. And I told you guys I was doing a giveaway. I know what I was going to do with the giveaway. I said, email me and I gotcha. And so I'm really excited that a couple of our Purple Pants Posse members reached out. The baby boy, John Adovano. I think I might be butchering your name. Apologies. Him and his wife are celebrating a wedding anniversary and he want to bring his wife to the, the watch party of me and Wynn so I said come on come on come through it's on your baby boy and the baby boy Josh Green hit me up and um, yeah I love to um support the people that support me so I'm so honored and if you guys got a ticket I will see you there okay make sure you bring your mask and show your vaccination card because it is required in New York and that is going to conclude this week's church announcements life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind save up to 25% by bundling home auto and life American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Let's get into the casual tea. Tea, 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 please. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. 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 And we are back, 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 back. First of all, I just have to say, when we record this and I listen to the actual podcast, I literally be jamming to the back. And then I'll be like, why didn't I do it for like three more seconds longer? So hold on. We back, 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 back with the casual T, 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 back with the casual T, 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 back with the casual T, T, it's a morning beat. Okay, listen. Oh, oh, see, I did that for myself because I just want to jam to it because I be jamming. But yes, we are back with the casual tea. It's Amon and B. What's going on, baby boy? Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm good. It's been it's been a long week, um, but uh, we made it, and uh, lots of stuff has occurred and has happened, and I'm just happy to be back and happy to be talking about it again. Yes, I'm so excited uh, to be here with you, and uh, yeah, it was funny because we were talking about, before we started recording, we were talking about, uh, you were saying the VMAs and how like you were so excited to watch the VMA. Yes. Yes. I um used to be a serial updater on the VMAs whenever <laughs> they were on. I was such a big fan. Like I got I got I this is why Lady Gaga I always consider Lady Gaga to be my favorite um artist was because of the fact that like she was kind of the one that got me excited about music. And I've sort of always been into music. I mean, who doesn't like music, right? Ra ra ra. Exactly. But yeah, she was the first one, the first artist that I actually felt connected to. I sort of, sort of, I, I, I understood what my parents would were talking about when they would talk about talk, talk about some of their favorite artists growing up and all the people that they would force us to listen to in the car. Like I never had a relationship with music the way that they did until Gaga and. She has been known for a lot of her VMA performances. And so since then, I've sort of just always been a fan. And people would hate me on Mm. Facebook every time the VMAs were on because I was 
constantly updating my status mm. and they'd be like Amon you need to go on Twitter that's what Twitter's for go on Twitter go on Twitter and I was like no I like mm. Facebook like I don't really be on Twitter <laughs> um, and now lo and behold now here I am listen now, now you just on Twitter with the the, B, the big brother live fees that's so funny yep yeah, but uh, yeah, I've, I've since graduated. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Did you ever get into the BET Awards? Um, Here and there. Uh, there were maybe two ceremonies that I was... Oh, that ceremonies I, that I were <laughs> award shows. Okay, oh, it's, a, it's an award ceremony. It's a ceremony. I be out when I think ceremony. I think like auditorium. I think like going to like leaving third grade class and going into the auditorium and having a ceremony. So no, it's, we ain't there, going, it's ceremonious. No. It's a it's an award show. No. It's it's you know I think it's no. I, 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 no, all right fine. Um, you don't you're not pledging allegiance. It ain't no ceremony. Okay, I mean well they have like they have other like ceremonies activities though like in memoriams and and tributes and things like that wouldn't you consider that like ceremonious no it's it's not a ceremony if we not in the auditorium and principal harvard is not talking to us it's not a ceremony okay i'm gonna look up the definition of ceremony no because anyway let me get back to what i was saying so i can so relate to you on the vmas but for me it was never the vmas the vmas to me were always like Ugh. Not like so. N- n- let me change that sound. The VMAs are always like, eh. I was. I love the BET Awards. So the BET Awards for me were it. And when I got into the BET Awards, then I started getting into the the AMAs. However, like I would say, maybe like eight years ago, the AMAs like they had this like weird camera angle that just turned me off. So I've never really been. Um, uh, an AMA person but I always would like watch the recaps like you know I have like YouTube shows uh, that would cover it so I always was into it and the red carpet but I was never into the AMAs but I can like it wrecking it for me I get it because like that's how I am with the BT Awards and I am somewhat excited for the AMAs in the sense that like with COVID and like you know things are going back to like live audiences and like live performances I'm like so excited I'm so excited for Normandy I'm so excited for Chloe I'm so excited for Doja Cat to be hosting I love like the black girl star power so that really excites me yeah it really is I mean I feel like a lot of us have been pining for um, some black pop action because for the longest time it's really just been Beyonce and Rihanna that have sort of Rihanna (laughs) the Navy is waiting for the album well I said for for a long time okay uh, Okay. I feel like over the like for the greater half of the last decade it was Beyonce and Rihanna and now I feel like um, there's sort of been a void yeah because uh, Rihanna has not been out here like that anymore and Beyonce um, while I still think that by definition she's still a pop star I think that like by trade that's not really her lane she's more above all of that not in like a sanctimonious way but her work is just sort of out of the realm of pop and charts and you know that that's just not that's just not her shtick um she's just sort of more than that to me at least and so yeah we've sort of been missing some some melanin in the in the pop background but now we got normani here i mean she's off and on but it seems like she's i think that i I think she's i think she's revving it up again um and of course chloe just drops her song and that was amazing uh lots of fun that was such a fun video she had such a good time i'm excited to see what she's got going 
going next. Um, and of course, uh, Doja Cat. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what these new kids are doing. And like, yeah, I mean, I, I really haven't been as into the BET Awards only because, and I know that uh, I'm going to have to like, I've had to like swipe my black card several times. Mm. I've never really been a big hip hop fan. Um, I mean, and, and it's not, I'm not, even, I'm not even about to be one of these people that's like, I hate the mumble rapping. Like, girl, I never really was a big rap fan to begin with to even really hate the mumble rapping. Um, I'm just, my proclivities sort of always have just lied more with pop music because I feel like it's, I just, I, I appreciate creating moments and iconic performances. And that's not to say that other genres of music aren't doing that as well, because I will certainly check in on the BET, BET Awards for specific performances every year, because there are people that show up that I'm like, yeah, I want to see. I want to see um, what uh, 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 Jasmine Sullivan's got going on. Yeah. I want to see what Ari Lennox got going on. I want to see, I want to see these people, you know what I mean? So it's not like I'm yeah. completely absent, but I definitely gravitate more towards the mainstream side of things. I'm a bit of a no. populist in that way. I received that I the only my only correction to you is that like beats like hip hop is BET isn't just hip hop like it's I know R&B. it's also R- it's, R&B which I'm also not the biggest fan of oh, oh my god CNS I know it's so it's so it's so but you know what I, I won't even I won't even say because that's a harsh statement I won't even say that I'm not a fan of R&B because I uh, I am because I grew up listening to it all the time right. but I think I'm I think I am a fan of specific type of R&B okay, because right, a, lot of, okay. a lot of the R&B that I listened to growing up was very Sleepy to me. Oh, it was like stuff oh. that like my parents would put See? on in the car, and so I would no, always fall We are not talking about it. your parents like R and B. I like, know. You just I know. I know. Sullivan. You I just know. named yes. Ariana Lennox. So like, yes. I feel like yes. again. So I'm just that's all. I, listen, <laughs> I, sc- I was screaming at you last time. I ain't gonna scream at you because listen. I that's why I'm like. That's why I said. That's why I retracted my statement saying I'm not a fan of R and B because I I certainly am. I think that I just I'm a fan of only a few amount of artists, and I think I think and some of that is also just me as a person not really venturing out enough and that goes with pop music as well I feel like I just need to do a a lot better of a job of just exploring more because I feel like I sort of get stuck in like the same rhythms and I think as you get older it gets harder to get into younger and newer artists or just like different artists in general because you kind of get into like little ruts and I feel like I sort of miss the exploration stage so there's definitely more out there that I am completely blind to and I completely acknowledge that so I think I just need to do a better job at you know putting myself out there and listening to more and more artists listen I and listen with the world opening back up and with more live shows I I I will agree with that statement um or maybe not agree, but I will receive it. And I feel like, <laughs> for me, like I love R and B music, and I, 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 and and I shouldn't even say R and B music. I just, I love music, and I love songs. And so, like mm-hmm. a lot of the, some of the songs that I like are like pop, some of are R and B. But I just, I, I, I like it. Um, but I will say that, like, I, I feel like a lot of the times I say R and B, but it doesn't like you know Seven Streeter. I don't know if you like. She's like, uh, she's been uh, in here for a minute, right? And is she? R&B is she popped so there's different things and so I had this random thing uh, that popped into my head because you know how like um, for for RHAP it was like Chappelle and Jacob they went to the uh the Big Brother boxing match And I'm mm-hmm. like You know what Maybe we need to get Rob To sponsor us To go to a Let me take you on a live 
Rev Show, okay? And we bring the fans along for us going and me introducing you to some real R&B music, okay? So y'all listening to this, tweet Rob and tell him he want, listen, y'all want to see me and Amon at a live concert, okay? Yeah, I, you know, I, and I would, I, I would like that. That sounds like yeah. a lot of fun because, I mean, I'm, I'm always constantly meeting up with friends all the time and they're introducing me to new people that I haven't paid much attention to and a lot of the time they are in the R&B realm so like yeah yeah and live I feel like and a live show it doesn't matter what the genre is if the, it's the always artist better, can, yeah. yes like my one friend Sarah she introduced me to this uh, singer called Neo and she's from the UK and like when she and mind you that's me and my friend Sarah that's our thing we love to go to live shows like anybody like we just love mm-hmm. to go PC and she I was like I don't know I don't want to see no girl named Neo I went and you know before like the week leading up to the concert I, I'll listen to the, the person's catalog so I'll like at least know the music that is there and I just have to say I was transformed I loved it and so I love when someone invites me to a show that I'm not necessarily familiar with and I know I'm going to a live show I'm going to want to listen to the catalog and so like we're going to have to do that whether or not Rob sponsored it or not we're going to do that and bring it to the Purple Pants Posse but in the, the realm of of nostalgia in the realm of you know bringing back different things um, uh, viewers of the popular children's television series Blue's Clues okay they were left distraught after the host Steve Barnes abruptly bid farewell to the show in 2002 Burns suddenly departed from the show had triggered a lot of rumors as to why he left the show. Now, 19 years later, Burns returned to explain why he left the show in a Twitter post on the Nickelodeon Junior page. Uh, Burns, a.k.a. Steve, he was up in his regular green shirt and a hat. Okay, he looked a little aged in the face, but baby boy still was looking good. And he said, so... About that time, Steve went off to college, read the captions of the clip, which now has more than 35 million views on it. In this two-minute clip, Burns, a.k.a. Steve, speaks about his departure from the show while reinforcing a positive tone to encourage fans to look at all things like him that they have achieved since then. I realized that was kind of abrupt, Steve said. I just kind of got up and went to college. And that was really challenging, by the way, but great. I got to use my mind, take a step at a time, and now literally doing all the things that I wanted to do. Now, I always was older. Like, you know, I never watched Blue's Clues in the sense, but I had little cousins and little nieces that watched Blue Clues, so I knew about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... For me, it wasn't anything like I'm like I I didn't miss it. I didn't even know really he left. But I saw the video circulating and I watched the video and anybody that knows me, um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, we go together. Um, I'm an emotional person, believe it or not. Like, you know, there's spicy, bricey, and I really feel like I should like I need an alter ego for my emotional person. Like I'm very like I just like I I like to go in the moment. I like to like whatever somebody is like putting out there. I like to receive it. And in that like two minute video, watching Steve really like give closure to his departure um, and, you know, reading through the Twitter comments like and, you know, actually I actually pulled up the episode like literally 
you know, was like the, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, regular episode Friday. He was like, hey, guys, my brother, and I forget the brother name, forgive me, Joe, he's coming in, and he just literally left. And I guess it left a lot of fans to be like, oh, my God, what's happening? Now, I did read and, you know, get some tea that, like, Allegedly, he had went on a, a talk show and was basically saying like he had an issue with the uh, imaginary relationship with the fans, and and like basically was saying that he felt like he was like pouring into the fans, um, and he wasn't sure whether or not it was true or not. Um, but regardless of the speculations as to why he left, uh, for me, the the clip was emotional, uh, or what I gathered from it was that like. Wow, there are a lot of things, a lot of traumas in life uh, that we just don't get closure from. And sometimes we never really know when or why or how we're going to get the closure. But when we do get it and we're at a different space and time in life that we can receive it, it really just can be like impactful and powerful and I, I literally I even go like I was like shedding tears watching Steve like talk to us on this like TikTok YouTube video it really was um just something I, I didn't know I needed and, and that was like the, the common thread online was that this is what people were saying like oh my god I didn't know I needed this and so for me it's not necessarily about Blue's Clues for me it was just I'm I just was thinking about like like you know my brother died um i never really got closure like i literally uh filmed survivor got back i didn't really like reach out to him um and he died i never got closure from that and so there were just so many in instances mm -hmm. in my life where i'm just like wow like we just move on like you know like there's this trauma with us and we just move on and so there these little bits of like pieces that sometimes that we can get closure from it really can mean the world to us yeah um i so i mean i i don't remember a lot of blues clues i do remember a little bit like i remember i remember the house i remember um salt and pepper and paprika i remember that but i think i stopped what i don't know i don't know i don't know if it was my parents stopped us from watching it eventually or i just stopped watching it but i think i kind of stopped when i was really young like around maybe like five or six because by the time steve had like left the show i had already not watched it and i remember I remember being sad about it, but not being as affected as a, a bunch of my friends were because they would talk about it all the time. And I'd be like, I stopped watching that show a while ago. Um, but yeah, I think it, this what kind of was eye opening to see just how much um, how much energy this that post got. Um, right. And just how many people were upset about it. And. I mean, you said, wait, so you said that he, one of the reasons that he left was because he didn't feel like the relationship that he had with the kids without watching the show wasn't genuine? I'm confused. So he, this was, he went on a late night show, maybe in like 2005, mm -hmm. and the quote was, he was uncomfortable with the imaginary friendship he had with his viewers. And so what I perceive that to believe is that like, you know, it's a PBS show. It's Blue's Clues. It's like, you know, you can be anything you want. Like you can like, you know, and maybe I'm feeling like he was saying that like 
the what I'm putting out there is maybe not always like you know the world isn't just this fun and great like great place and that like you know th- that's just what I got from that article that I read um, so it's never been confirmed as to why he left now in the video he says he went to college but for me I read past that for me it's like when people first of all in the black community if your parent, your cousin, your brother in jail sometimes and you're younger to process it, we say he went to college. So for me, I take that as like he just moved on with his life or like, you know what I'm saying? And he's clearly in a better place. Uh, so for me, again, it's not so much the speculation as to like what happened, why. Maybe he got too older. They wanted to bring in another like That's person. what I thought it was. I thought that he... Because there were so many things that were going around. Like, I remember as a kid hearing crazy shit like, oh, he died or he had a drug overdose. It was heroin, stuff like that. Like, I, for the for a good, like, portion of my young childhood, I thought that Steve was dead. <laughs> so, oh, not until I got to middle school and for whatever reason, the subject of Blue's Clues would, you know, come up as you're talking with your friends about old shows that you used to watch. Then it was like, no, he's not dead. He just, uh, he decided to leave the show or he got fired from the show or this and the third. Because I thought that he was 29 years old at the time of leaving the show. And so... I'm Which just, is still relatively young, though. Like, you yeah. know, and so and doing a show like that and you're in that role and and he did it for a while. We know and we see these these childhood actors like, you know, uh, Orlando Brown from the That's So Raven oh, show. God. Like, we, you, you, but I mean, I'm just saying, but we know the pressures that these people on these kids shows are faced like you know mm-hmm. it's almost like you're living a double life and for me when I read that of him being like the imaginary relationship with his fans I got that and so again I also feel like and this is just my personal opinion that like the outpouring of why this message is getting across to so many people not because it's Blue's Clues I really just feel like it's the fact that we got closure from it, the fact that he actually came back. For me, I think of relationships. You ever been ghosted by somebody or a relationship ever ended you and like you you love, like you think this boy is going to be your boyfriend for life and then he just ghosts you. And it's like, you know, you never get that closure and you always like, was it me? Was it like, you know, and for me, yeah. I, that's what the, what I got and that's what I feel like why uh, this has been such a newsworthy story is because it's like yes it's Blue's Clues but it's the actual like 19 years later he coming back and saying like you know what maybe I shouldn't have left like that maybe you guys deserve better Uh, and, and let me tell you why and for me and again I'm 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 just speaking for myself for me it gave me closure in a lot of other areas in my life and I think that that's why I got so emotional by it and I think that that's why everyone is getting so emotional by it it's like okay it's blue clues we get it but it's like wow like this is what closure looks like this is like you know being triggered being traumatized by something um and I even got somebody dm'd me because I had like tweeted this and someone dm'd me and said that they have an autistic son and their autistic son um never took to the brother, Steve's brother. I don't know if his name is Joe, but for podcast purposes, the brother named Joe. I think it's Joe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And um, she was saying her son never took to Joe. And like, you know, her son, that was very traumatic for her son. And so I, I can imagine 
the millions of kids that watched it at that time. It's just, um, and I don't mean to make this like a sad segment. For me, it's like a positive segment that like, you know what, when you least expect things or like when you least expect something, you might get the closure that like you thought you were healed from. And then you, I don't know. For me, I, I, I look at it as a positive and why I think the message is so strong that he came back 19 years later. Yeah, now isn't Joe gone too now at this point? Isn't it someone new? I don't watch the blues. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I don't know. I don't know where Joe at. But I'm sure, like, I know Blues Clues is not on TV anymore. Well, I'm glad that um, everyone was sort of able to get what they needed out of this because, yeah, I mean, it just just goes to show that you're... Your childhood is so formative and things that happen in your childhood stick with you for the rest of your life. And this is just one of those many, many examples. So I completely understand. Yes. And for me, the greater message is like anyone listening that there are a lot of things in life that is just out of our control. Um, There are a lot of things in life that you will not get closure on. There are a lot of things in life that like are unfair. Uh, It's, you you, you know, y'all know my story. Y'all know our story. Like there are a lot of things in life that just, it, it just is not. And I think that it's little things like this that, I don't know if it like, if it just, if it's the rainbow after the storm, it, it's just, I don't know. I can't really do a great job of verbalizing what I am feeling, but I hope that whoever is listening can kind of sort of make through my mumble jumble of just saying that, like, you know, keep pressing on. Like, you know, allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself to, like, you know, allow yourself to realize that things aren't in your control. And I right. think sometimes that's just enough. Right. Um, it says the show oh, it, had, it had a revival in 2019 with it's called Blues Clues and You Now with Joshua De La Cruz. Hmm. And the show premiered on November 11, 2019. So I guess it's back ish. I don't know if the pandemic screwed it up because <laughs> that would have been crazy. But yeah, yeah. And I think I had brought up Orlando Brown from the That's So Raven show. And it also leads me to uh, Raven Simone. She recently was making some headlines. And I originally, when I read the headlines, I thought one way. And then prepping for this podcast, um, I read some more things. And I thought another way. And I was like, ooh, I'm so excited to talk to you about this because... um, I'm curious to know your thoughts and I'm curious for to hear your thoughts on my thoughts. So when Raven Simone stepped back into her shoes as the character of Raven Baxter for the Disney Channel spinoff Raven's Home, which premiered in 2017, it was several years after she had come out as a member of the LGBTQ community. But when she was offered the opportunity for her character to depict a lesbian, she declined. Raven said, I was asked a question, would you like Raven Baxter? to be a lesbian and I said no Raven Simone revealed on the latest episode of the podcast Pride the ex the the actress who has been married to Miranda since 2020 told Pride host that she had simply 
one reason for turning it down. The reason was I wasn't, or the reason she said no, because I wasn't proud of who I was. Or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. It was because Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter is Raven Baxter. And there was no reason for me to change the human that she was in order to fit the actress that she played. Okay. So it's that last part for me a little bit. Um, Now, let me give you a backstory. I've loved Raven Simone. I've loved Raven Simone as Olivia on the the Cosby shows. Uh, Raven Simone was on uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, I just always love Raven Simone, and I will even admit to I have purchased three of Raven Simone's albums. Uh, from, <laughs> Come on, now, now I want to see you backflip, cartwheel, Hold on, wait, wait a minute. I think I might have to get a. Uh, backflip up on here. Wait a minute. I am shocked that you know what... Hold on. Wait. Why is How could I not know up? that? Oh, my God. They were playing that, that was like on a Disney key. Channel all the time. Oh, my God. Hold on. Where you at? I need to see you to believe it. Always gonna be there. Oh, what? Always gonna be there. Is what you want to do. I want to see you... We, okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Only, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that you need. I need to see you believe it. Okay, now wait a minute. Now, Black Blitz was a jam, though. Okay, so listen. <laughs> My friends hate me because, like, now, my, she got like three other jams on that uh, album. And, th- look, okay, so anyway, listen. <laughs> She got jams, okay? Listen, I don't care who the singer is. For me, it's the jams, it's the lyrics, it's the vibe. So anyway, I've always been a huge fan of Raven Simone. And even when this album came out, I think it was like, um, it's my time. After like maybe the third season of That's So Raven. And even when That's So Raven came out on the Disney Channel, I was like in high school. This this show was targeted for like elementary school. I wanted to always, I wanted to support Raven. Like she was a black woman. She was around my age I just loved everything about her um and so yeah that's just my Raven Simone story however you know over the years Raven's been on The View I there you know she's done some things that I don't always like agree with um and then when she came out as um a member of the LGBTQ plus community. I was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. I love it. Um, And then when, you know, Raven's back or Raven's home came back out and I believe it's even still on the the Disney channel. Mm -hmm. I love to see the continued success of uh, a black queer woman. Um, And I thought when this, this little interview started circulating, um, I thought it was interesting. And, but it's like, It's just for me, and I'm gonna be very candid, and this may not be, this might not be um, the popular opinion, and so please, at any point, interject. And um, I just, um, for me personally, um, as like a gay black man, um, I just as. How do I want to say this? It's just at times it is challenging uh, for me with 
because I want to choose my words rightly because I don't want to like disrespect anybody, but I also want to be authentic to like how I just feel. say what you feel. I just sometimes as me as a gay black man, I often not that like I have resentment to like uh, to like a, a, a lesbian, but I, oftentimes I feel like we're lumped together and I feel like our struggles are different and you know and that's just that's and, and again like I'm I'm not I love everybody but like and you know sometimes I, I feel like I don't know like and, and just like so let me give you context like you know for me one of my biggest disappointments um, is like a or not biggest disappointments or one of the things that I, I wish that people like for me I and again because I, I want to be careful because I, I don't want to offend anyone and I don't want anyone to misconstrue what I'm saying I'm just speaking from a very vulnerable and honest place as me as a gay man um, and for me uh, like I don't there is no choice like you know I can't like not pretend that I'm not gay like I'm just myself and so sometimes you know I've said this before like you know like people like Queen Latifah um, and again everyone's road is different and you know you know to each his own but the one disappointing thing for me with Queen Latifah is that like why have you not come out and like represented for your community like and like paved the way um, and like you know and I over the years, she has made a lot of strides. She's talked about her partner um, in interviews. And so, you know, I guess with this Raven Simone thing, it kind of struck a chord with me when I first read it. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, wow, um, that's interesting. And I can understand, like, you know, I want to keep the continuity of Raven, like, you know, uh, Raven Baxter as Raven Baxter. However, you're a part of the LGBTQ. Q plus community you're a huge celebrity and given the opportunity for you to change lives given the opportunity for you to like and you decline it and your reason is that like I don't know and I get it because everyone's road and journey is different and I get it she was at a place where she was not comfortable and, and like you know that that was me 20 years ago uh, but I just feel like and especially in the black community like we don't have positive imagery we don't see a lot of you know people like Raven Simone who is like multifaceted who's a, a celebrity an icon in my opinion like you know and I feel like you drop the ball here um and yeah so i'm i'm curious to hear your thoughts on like what i just said right now because i'm like i feel it very uncomfortable no i mean i i understand where you're coming from um i so for me i i, I think i tend to believe her when she said that it has nothing to do with my identity it's not that i'm ashamed of who i am it's because i mean she did come out before even someone was even a thing um it's not that she's ashamed it's just that why does why does the character have to be gay because i'm gay i mean i, I think it's i think it's fine for me to be a, a lesbian woman and portray someone who is straight um i think I think I mean it's something for me I mean maybe because I'm, I'm I have done a lot of acting in my life one of the things that I've always had a gripe with was I mean because of the way that I sound because right. of the way that I uh, maybe uh, I move it's a little harder for me to pass it straight so I just know for a fact that there are so many roles that I'm never going to get because people are just going to be like how is how is he really supposed to make us think that he's straight um 
for Raven, and maybe this is what you were talking about a little before when you started talking about how for some lesbians it's sort of easier for them to go back and forth. Um, I and I totally get that. It, I, that is something that I wish that I sort of could travel back and forth between um, from time to time. I'm still struggling with I mean look I just I, I came out to my mom during this podcast guys like it's, it's still a very new experience for me trying to be open and honest with everybody in my life because there are still pockets of my life where I'm sort of still in the closet so I I don't ever really believe in rushing anybody's process, and I know that's not what you're saying. Um, but I, compl- I just, I don't know. I, I understand, and maybe, maybe Raven making Raven Baxter the character continue to be straight. Maybe there is a little bit of like, uh, I don't want to have to. I don't. I mean, I'm already persecuted for being gay in a sense, so I don't want to have to like carry that over into my into my character. But I feel like. I feel like that character is so beloved and I don't think that there really is anything I don't think that you really need to change it. Um, right. If she if she if she were to be a lesbian, who cares? Great, great. Right. There are lots of people that find themselves later in life, and you could easily write that into her story. But Raven was like, I don't think that Raven's gay. I think Raven is straight, and I think that's okay. So I don't, you know, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I I'm fine with it. I still I love the show, but I guess for me, it's just like. And again, I think this is just like me personally, like I just am disappointed um, in, in the sense of like I would have loved to see that that evolution. And again, like she said, like, you know, she wasn't at a place where she was ready to represent the LGBTQ plus. She wasn't uh, at a place where she could accept herself. And I get that. And for me, I guess the part that makes me disappointed is not so much in Raven, but like, you know, somebody that is a child star, somebody that and again, I say this because like we just were singing Raven Simone Beck flip. I have three of her albums. Like I, I look to her as like a role model and to even know that someone in her iconic stature still deals with the pressures that like we deal with. That's the part that's like disappointing for me. Um, But I would argue, I would argue that I think that she's done what she can in terms of coming out. No, absolutely, absolutely, you know what I mean? absolutely, no, absolutely. I, I guess I'm speaking from a place of like, I guess like you know the fact that like you know that she she felt as though she couldn't be proud. The felt and for me when I read that I, the article, I felt like she wasn't at a place where she was proud enough to even want to like as almost as if like she didn't want to like tarnish Raven Baxter. Uh, with adding that on to her. Um, And so, like, I don't know. It's such a complex issue. And my emotions are like... It also could be because, like, look, if if I'm playing... If I'm playing a character, right, for a number of years, it's I mean, and it's like the most it was the most successful show on the on the network for a time, and then I come out um, a few years later, and then a few years after that, then I'm asked to come back and play play the character again. And one of the first questions that they asked me as we're writing the script is, "Do you want this character to be gay?" I'd be like, "Why? Because I'm gay." You know, like why does it? Why do you? Why do be just because? Just because I'm gay, that's not all that I am. No, and true, true. I received that, but I also feel like the name of the show was "That's a Raven." Raven's home. It is loosely based off of you, and I feel like evolution. You've changed. You grow again. I, I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity uh, for the greater good. I understand, and I completely get the reasoning. Like everything does not have to be about sexuality. We don't have to change a lot of things. 
again, my disappointment is, is that like just the missed mark of the representation that could have been there. Um, and also making me feel like, like sad for Raven that she's so successful and so many people love her and like you know in the article she was just saying like she wasn't proud of herself she didn't want to represent the community and maybe it's just taking me back to my high school days when I didn't want to be gay I didn't want anything to be associated I, with it I thought that she said the article when she was saying the opposite of that I like I, no, hold on wait let me pull it back I up. thought she was saying that it's not because I didn't want to and it's not because I wasn't proud it's just that I thought Raven was straight essentially so the reason I said no wasn't because I wasn't proud. Oh, you right. Okay. Maybe it wasn't because I wasn't proud of who I was. Okay. Or I didn't want to represent the LGBTQ plus community in any way. Raven Simone said it's because Raven Baxter is Raven. Ba- okay. So maybe you're right. See, I'll get me together. Um, but, see, but, okay. but, but I still, but I still, and that's why I said earlier, I was like, I still may, maybe there is a little bit of that. So in there, maybe there is like a little bit of insecurity in there. Maybe there is a, maybe she didn't want to have to face the backlash of, Oh, Oh my God, Raven's gay. So now she has to make this character character gay like gay 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 like why is it all gay now like maybe she didn't want to have to do i could i totally understand that i think i tend to believe more that it was just about raven is straight and that's okay you know and i'm fine playing a straight person i mean she had to play a straight person on and off the camera for her whole life so right (laughs) it's not like there's anything new and so, I mean, it, this just is such an interesting and such a, a complex subject. And I'm like, I love the fact that we're able to, like, talk through it uh, through the podcast. Uh, but again, for me personally, like, I would have loved to see it. And again, like, you know, just for me, it's just more representation. And I, I'm glad that you were able to, like, get me together. They're like, yeah, that's not what she is saying. However, again, it's like... Th- 15 year old Bryce is reading this and like you know that's how quickly uh, like we switch back and like we talk about Blue's Clues and like closure like literally like on on air like literally that's that was me switching back being like what like I don't like you know uh, but I love it and I I, for me personally I, I, I wished we could have would have seen it uh, but I do get the continuity of it and why do I have to be gay because I am gay but I also say like you are gay so like the show is Raven's back you are Raven like I, I don't know but she's Raven Baxter I mean I know <laughs> I mean I know she did used to talk about that on the sh- on the sh- on the uh, view too all the time she'd be like I'm so tired of people assuming that I am Raven Baxter just because we share the same name uh, I'm not Raven Baxter I'm Raven Simone so I think True. that's. I think that I think that that really that also probably could have been a lot is the reason as to why is because she was. I mean, there was people already assumed that there was so much overlap between the two because they share the name, but it's not that way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, I I ultimately think that the more representation, the better. Um, I just don't. I don't know if it's always. I don't think. That, I I understand not wanting to have that burden all of the time and you shouldn't have to have that burden all the time like you don't have right. to be the the poster child for whatever demographic you belong to you can sort and, of you and know, maybe that's where my feeling comes in at because I don't get that option hmm 
You know what I mean? Like that. Like I don't get the option of like mm, I don't get to choose the day whether or not like I want to like you know you know. I, I, but I, but I but I think that this is a little different only because she can't unring the bell now. You know she she already came out as a lesbian, so no matter where she goes, she's going to be identified that way because she she identified herself that way. So I don't think that she can go back into the closet, and I don't think that saying that you don't want Raven Baxter to be gay is going back into the closet. I just think. Because I think I think that she's still representing as being a as being a gay woman on a children's television show and being openly gay. And maybe not all of the kids that are watching Disney Channel know that she's gay. Maybe they don't. I don't. I mean, I I think that's sort of impossible nowadays because I feel like the the veil that was between the artist and the art is so thin nowadays. Like Mm. we know everything about these celebrities' lives because they have iPhones up their asses everywhere they go. So. No, that's a good. That's that's an excellent point. And I, you know what? I don't think I looked at it like that. Whether like she still is a queer woman of color um, on a nationally syndicated show. I don't think I looked at it like that. Yeah, I mean she's she's out here. She's yeah, out here. No. and she. I mean, and it's so funny because you can we, we can have opinions like yours, and there are plenty of people, gay people, that are like, Mm-mm, she don't represent me, Mm-mm, not her. She. I did. There've been a couple of times when she was on the View that I was just like, ooh, <laughs> Chile. However, I still love, I still respect Raven, and um, I, love Raven I mean, too. I, I still I, I admire do. her, and I, I look up to her. Like I could only like wish to have the success of like half of what she's had. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I I feel like conversations and dialogues like this are like crucial um, and important to have. Like opinions can vary, and. Uh, it's with respect and it's with love that like we can talk about it which is why I wanted to put this on there because I honestly like when I read it like I, I didn't know why I was feeling the way that I was feeling and that's why I was like oof this is great I'm going to talk to Amana about I mean this. I totally get that though. I get I get that annoying part of like not being able to figure out where it is right it's I, like I get that it's it's ugh I'm still dealing with that as well I'm still dealing yeah. with like my own struggles with my identity and like uh, you know am I too femme am I too mask like I I deal with that all the time So yeah, it, it's a struggle, and I think that like you know, and especially from like my perspective, um, it's one hard for me at times to like swallow, um, and you know. I, I can't expect everyone to be on the journey that I am, but I also have to respect the person as the person. And I, I think that uh, where a lot that I am going wrong is that I'm guilty of like equaling Raven Simone as Raven Baxter. And I think that I can't, and I, I need to separate the two. Um, and I, can understand why she would make that decision and maybe a hard decision. Maybe that was like, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I, I, there, it's just a lot of layers Mm -hmm. to it. And especially if you are uh, a person of color and, you know, a queer person or a member of the LGBTQ plus community, like there, there is a lot to go through. Um, and sometimes like we're a lot harder on ourselves. Um, and yeah. And I think that like this, (laughs) this conversation was a purple, perfect example, um, of that. Uh, but you know, but you can ask questions. You can have different opinions. Um, but yeah, but we love Raven. Okay. And I still want to see back Raven. <laughs> I can see. Wait, but how about 
maybe about four years ago when her and Chelsea, like when they were at like a karaoke bar and they did that, like they performed it live. Have you ever seen that video? I don't think I've seen oh. that. I'm going to send it to you. Oh Gave me God. chills. Like, I loved it. I love stuff like that when, like, mm. old co-stars come together after a number of years. Yes, and they killed it. I loved it. Um, and so, I guess we can kind of sort of segue up on into Texas. Ciao. All righty, then. Oh. Here we go. Ciao. We got okay, new to talk about it. We've talked about it before um, And uh, you know We've talked about abortion before But baby Texas then took it to a new level uh, With the heartbeat bill Um, The bill bans abortion Whenever an ultrasound Can detect What lawmakers define As fetal heartbeat Which can be Early as six weeks Into pregnancy Medical and legal experts say the term is misleading because embryos don't possess a heart at that developmental stage. It includes cases where women have been impregnated by rape or incest. There is an exception for medical emergencies. Similar bills have been passed by other states and held up by the courts, but Texas version has a twist. Instead of having the government enforce the law, the bill turns the reins over to private citizens who are newly empowered to sue abortion providers or anyone who helps someone get an abortion after a fetal heartbeat has been detected. The person would have to be, uh, doesn't have to be connected to someone who had an abortion or to a provider to sue. Proponents of the new law hope to get around the legal changes that have tied up abortion restrictions in courts, while abortion providers typically sue the state to stop uh, restrictive abortion laws from taking effect there. You know, they, they go to the Supreme Court to, like, put injunctions. However... The Department of Justice on Thursday sued Texas over its restrictive new abortion laws, saying that the state legislator enacted uh, uh, has stopped or is not following the Constitution in an open defiance of the Constitution. The lawsuit comes after the Supreme Court stacked. Six to three with conservative justices last week refused to block the controversial abortion law, which bans almost all abortions after as early as six weeks into pregnancy. And we know this is like Roe versus Wade, which is like the huge, big controversy uh, and the Supreme Court decision, which people feel like this Texas law will not people feel like it is. It's directly like it, it, it's violating the Constitution, but they are going around it by having instead of people suing the state, they can directly sue the abortion providers. Um, and again, my stance on this has never changed. Why? Again, and mostly of these lawmakers and mostly these people are white men. Why are these white men? And these women's uterus. It's like, I, I, it's just what I just don't understand. I'm be, I'ma just be frank. I'ma just say it. I don't understand it. It's, I think the 
the the worst part of all of it. I mean, well, I mean, I can't I don't even know if I can even find the it's, it's all bad. But the thing that sticks out to me a lot is the fact that they are as many have already put it deputizing citizens mm. to go after women who are seeking abortions um and they're also being the state is going to pay for any of the legal fees mm. that they would incur for trying to sue someone seem even someone that they don't even know if they just happen to find out that someone got an abortion or you could be the uber driver you could pick up a, you could be a uber driver and a woman going to get an abortion you have no idea you just picking her up and dropping her off you can be sued it's it's in, it's just and that's I think that's like why the that's part of the reason as to why they were able to circumvent the Supreme Court from blocking it was because the state was like, well, we're not enforcing it. The citizens mm-hmm. are. So you're just going to have to figure out a way to around that. And it's just like, how insidious do you have to make this just to, like. And then it just I think it just creates so much more animosity between the citizens that have that have different beliefs as it is. Because now me, you're now now you are literally allowing people to go after one another. Mm. I don't understand how you think that's going to make anything better. For me, at my old job, uh, I worked literally down the street from a Planned Parenthood clinic. And I believe maybe uh, they conducted abortions like on Tuesday and Thursdays. And the people that would protest outside of the clinic and I would literally watch them berate women as they would walk into the clinic. It's just like... And for me, again, this law, and let's just be clear, like the people that it's affecting are low income, people of color. Like, you know, it's a very specific audience because please believe that some of these lawmakers, they daughters, they nieces, if they forever reason needed to get an abortion, they gonna have the means to fly to different state or to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just right. like it, it, it's like. The, these laws are targeting an audience, a specific audience, a melanated audience. Uh, like it, it, it's just like I don't understand it. And again, I'm a gay black man. I stand with women. I I know what it's like to be oppressed. I know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's your body. It's your choice. Period. I think that's just that's the thing that I think it's it's it, the, this is such a contentious thing, and it will always be such a contentious thing because there are people that believe in the sanctity of life, which I totally understand. There are people that believe that once conception happens, there is a life there, and it is unfair for other people to come in even the mother to say this life i'm going to end it because inconvenience because this uh, whatever the reason there are people that just are fully against it because they just believe in life and that's that it just is what it is the religion tells them that that's what it is um and, and in some cases some some people that's not even driven by religion they just that that's just what they believe but the problem is not everybody believes the same thing and we are also having a hard time at figuring out where like how to, how to define life like is life as soon as the embryo comes into existence or is life when it forms into a fetus 
where there's so like where everybody's d- disagreeing over when it is and how much power they have to tell other people what to do. It's like if you believe that person is committing a sin, some 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 religion tells you to go ahead and get that person to stop sinning. And to me, I'm like, well, what if someone else is not a part of that religion? So now you're pretty much over here telling them what they can and can't do. And you're saying it's because of what you read in this book. And that person isn't subscribed to that. So how do we how do we move past this? How do we move past this? I, I genuinely don't know. I just feel like this has been such a, a an issue for so long. And I don't see an end in sight. Because it just seems like it's an ebb and flow. Like, you get shit like this with Texas, where they're turning everybody on one another. And then maybe 10 years from now, that shit gets overturned. And then some other state comes up with it again. And it's like, what are we doing here? You know, right. like... And maybe maybe there's a blanket statement, but I just feel like, oh, so now y'all care about lies. But when we say black lives matter, <laughs> then it's a different start. Right. Yep. You know, then then you all up. lives matter. Right. Oh, OK. Like I just like it just for me, it, it's just like, I don't know. I just I don't know. I don't understand it. And um, I I don't have a uterus. I don't bear children, uh, but I believe that it's a woman's right, and uh, she has the decision uh, to make that. And it, 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 I, I just, I don't, I, I just. My mom always says, back like my mom always says, "What you eat, don't make me." Sh-. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like it's just, yeah, like I don't understand it, and um. And like I've said before, I don't get me wrong. I understand, like, you know, putting restrictions on, like, abortions, you know, when you seven months pregnant, you know, you know, I understand that. Like, you know, but y'all talk about six weeks. Most some some women don't even find out they're pregnant. And so they second trimester, like it's just like, right. like y'all are just, it, it, it's just, and that's why that's where that's where the issue lies. It's like people, where where are we defining it? What's the definition? And I feel like people cannot agree on that. People believe that some people believe it's at conception. Some people believe it's when the fetus develops. And it's like, well, if we can't even agree on what we're arguing, then I don't know how. <sighs> yeah, and and it's like, let's be clear. People are still going to have abortions and like you're making it more dangerous because now people are going to be going to like garages. Now, people like, you know, I'm like back in the 70s, the, the 60s, when like, you know, people were going to other people's houses and women were dying. Yeah. Ultimately, I, this seems to be a lot more about control just by the wording of the law and what the, the measures that they are going in order to, to enact it. It just seems a lot more about control than it does about abortion itself. Right. And again, I, I feel like, you know, it, this is a systemic thing. Like it, it's it, it. Don't get me wrong. It affects everyone. But specifically the people that it affects mm-hmm. should should tell you something. Mm-hmm. Just like these voter laws, the people that it specifically targets should tell you something. I mean, one would think, right? Just only makes sense. You know, it only makes sense. I, I, uh, Texas, get y'all shit together, okay? Like, I, like, and again, which is why for me, I take voting serious as soon as I became eligible to vote every 
county election, every election that I could partake in, I try to do my due diligence. And I think that it is important for us, these lawmakers, these senators, these governors that we put into place, like... We need to do our research. We need to show up, not just when it's a, a contentious election. We, the people, we we got to do the work. And yeah. I, the, the one thing that I love about this new generation um, that's coming up, oh, child, that just made me sound so old. Oh, child. <laughs> not the new generation. But, you know, like, y'all about action. Like, y'all about, like, you know, speaking up. Y'all, like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I need y'all to show up. I need for y'all to like, you know, I understand it might be your religious beliefs and, you know, but child, didn't the religious beliefs say, child, I'm a sin. I'm going to hell because I like men. It's just like the rules in which y'all pick and choose from is just like astounding to me. Like, it's like, okay, so we just cherry picking what we want to cherry pick. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And I just like I, I I think the heartbeat bill is disgusting, um, and I think that it's a woman's right, and uh, she should be able to choose. And again, with the health and safety of the woman and the child, at a certain point in time, yes, I get it. But six weeks, like really, like they, like I, I just it's a lot, and. Um, I don't know what to say because it, it, it doesn't seem like, like you said, this argument is going anywhere because it's it's been it's been very contentious in this country for a very long time. But again, I feel like these laws have a lot also to do with garnering support for like the elections that like, you know what I mean? It, it's just a lot of it, it, it's just a lot going on. And um I, I I I don't agree with it. I can't say that I agree with it. And again, listen, I I and with my women, I don't I don't have a universe, right. but it, it it's it's y'all's your decision. I don't want like listen, I I, I want to be myself and live my life. It's your life. I respect you. And listen, I, I listen, I I'll go to bat for y'all. I don't right. like I I just I don't understand it. Right. I mean, yeah, it's I mean the fact that there aren't. A lot of women that are even on the panel making the decision is like mm. I mean, that. That should tell mm. you, like, I mean, it's. Mm. Hey, but this is mm. what they do. This is what they do. This is what they've been doing. But we're on mm. to you. We're on to you. We see you. So, but the problem is, is that like the people that support it, like it's just like I mean, I it's just like uh, like uh, I get it, but like I, I don't get it. Like I don't. It's hard for me to comprehend it, and um. Yeah, so we're just going to leave it at that. But listen, it was making the headlines, and you know we don't shy away from tough conversations here on The Casual Tea. No, honey. And the next uh, segment or listen is that, like, you know, I wasn't a huge Little Nas X fan. I know that you love Little Nas X, and, like, you know, your love of Little Nas X, for me, is like, rubbed off of me. And we know that uh, he has an album coming out, what's called Montreal. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did I kill it? No, am I saying it wrong? What's the name of the album? <laughs> oh, no! Montana, Morel. Oh my God, it's Montero. Montero. I was close. You knew what I meant, though. Montreal. 
I didn't know. Listen, I didn't know. It's his first name. His actual oh. name is Montero. Montero. And we know Little Nas X has been in the headlines. Chow. You know, he put blood in the sneaker. Y'all said he was Satan worshiping. Tony uh, Tony Hawk does it. Y'all buy the skateboards and love it. Um, and, you know, he's been he's he's been pushing the limits for representation, living his life as a Grammy Award winning queer black male. We love it. However, you know, the black community at times, especially black men with toxic masculinity, they don't like to see a a queer male living his best life. For some reason in this world and especially in the black community, they uh, correlate feminine they correlate a lot of different characteristics as weakness and i don't understand it um and it that also uh cultivates a lot of self-hate in the gay community uh but that's another podcast for another day uh however little nas x in promotion of his album which i love it um you know people uh, many of artists say their album is like their baby so listen little nas x took pregnancy photos and said his baby coming in two weeks I love it, you know, and also kind of trolling the world. Like, you know what? Y'all want to keep talking about me and and the things that I'm doing. Guess what? I'm going to give you something to talk about. However, the rapper from down south, Lil Boosie, uh, never really knew him Personally, I have heard his songs because, you know, Baby Boy Goes Out. I used to jam to wipe me off, wipe me off. Okay, that's a jam. Okay, uh, 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 okay, that's a jam. It's like, you know, uh, but Little Boosie, we've talked about him on The Casual Tea with Gabrielle Union um, and Dwayne Wade with their daughter, uh, Zaya, and them allowing their daughter, Zaya, to transition and them supporting it. Little Boosie has something to say now Lil Boosie has a hard on for Lil Nas X anything Lil Nas X does he comments and so when Lil Nas X came out with these pregnancy photos which is fun cute like you know we get like it's 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 art we get it you know 6 15 a.m the next morning Little Nas, uh, Lil Boosie takes to Twitter and says, Nas X, WTF, you just don't stop. I think he's going to turn around and suck one of his background dancers D on national TV. Hashtag protect yourselves. Hashtag God is turning over in his grave. Hashtag Lil Boosie, you don't know God is risen? You don't know they turned the tomb over and he is risen? What grave? Anyway, um, first of all, (laughs) what, like, again, for the heterosexual men that are so bothered by gay men, I just am like, I'm always perplexed by it. And it's like, you, little boosie, allegedly a heterosexual man, waking up 6 a.m. in the morning thinking about little Nas X giving fellatio to his background answer hmm like I, like I just don't think that that should be at the forefront of your mind so you know normally I do not like to subscribe to the line of thinking that if people are being overtly um uh, homophobic that they must be gay I feel like I, I feel like at some point it, I think that some people are just homophobic and it is what it is but when it comes to little boosie <laughs> Why you say his name like that? What's his name? Little Bussy. Ah! When it comes to 
that mofa is giving very much. You want the bullshit, okay? It's just giving very much that because it's been years at this point, okay? Shout it at this for years. Leave yeah, you, this oh. boy alone. Right. He not like and, and, and furthermore, uh, go off. Lil Nas X is a troll. Okay? He is a troll. He loves messing with y'all because y'all give him this attention and, and you expose yourselves as bigots every other day. Mm-hmm. And so what does he do? He's like, oh, look at it. Look at him. Oh, he's bothered. Let me, oh, let me do some real. That's, let me do something. We're going to mess him up. Let me go get pregnant. Okay. So, in, in, in third of all, why is everybody acting like people didn't pretend to be pregnant as kids all the time? Okay. Y'all ain't never play house. Okay. I used to I, I used to walk around with a balloon under my stomach child, acting like I was I pregnant d- all the time. I damn sure was the mom in the house. Okay, many a days. Like, I, like, stop it. it. It's just it's baffling. And also, you're just not little pussy. You're just you're not you're not you're not hip. You're just not hip because it's also a joke. Okay, not only is it just an overt joke because he's pretending to be pregnant, but. The fact that, like, the, the general notion of being pregnant with your album is also a stand Twitter joke. Mm. Lady Gaga said that shit like three years or like five years ago when everybody was talking, when she had pregnancy rumors. She was like, the only thing I'm pregnant with is my next release. Mm. So, this Maybe. is exactly what Lil Nas X is doing. He is a troll. He is, he is a stand, okay? He has lived and breathed in these stand Twitter streets, Stan and Nicki Minaj and all these other hoes with the rest of us. And now he's made it. And now he hasn't forgotten where he's come from. So he still employs the same sense of humor that he that got him there. He is a troll. He loves memes. He loves moments. He loves pop culture. And he just so happens to be gay. Mm. Leave him alone. Because mm. you look dumb. You look mm. really, really dumb. This is mm. the same dude. You're the same guy that said that you allegedly paid somebody to rape your son to oh. prove that he was freaking straight. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's also talk about on a... First of all, you're so concerned with Little Nas X, uh, Lil Boosie. I feel like maybe you should be uh, spending that time teaching your children about the importance of safe sex. Little Boosie went on The Breakfast Club to say that one of his sons... uh, Younger sons, 17, a, a girl is going around saying that she's pregnant with twins. And Lil Boosie's like, she's lying. I don't believe her. Like, mm, well, like, oh, it, like, maybe you should spend that time educating your black sons on the importance of safe sex. It's just like, I, I don't have time. Okay. And at this point, I really feel like uh, maybe Lil Boosie, maybe if you was pregnant with an album, maybe you have a hit. Maybe you have your original Instagram back. Maybe like, you know, it's just like, and I, I don't get it. Like, it, yeah, it's like, are, you, to, mad? Like, are, to, are like, you mad? Talk to like Mark Zuckerberg because his Instagram got shut down or something. Mm-hmm. Try to have schedule yeah. a meeting with him. Don't nobody want you. Don't nobody wants to help you. Mark like, Zuckerberg is busy probably trying to colonize Mars along with Elon Musk. He is not worried about your shut down Instagram account because you probably said some homophobic shit on there anyway. But again, you know, for me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a comment commentator. And what it always is so disheartening when I see these posts of Lil Boosie and these sound bites and I like scroll through the comments and, you know, like the algorithms on the social media is like a lot of the comments that you were like first like 
you know, brought to are like people that are in your like circle that people like, you know, and it's just really disheartening to see how many people like agree with his ignorant statements. And at this point, it's like, I see what you're doing, little Boosie. Like the only time you get pressed, it's not about your music, not about little Boosie bash. And let's not mention that he held a bash um, in uh, not Louisiana and a uh, Baton Rouge uh, the day before the hurricane Ida hit and uh, he had the baby come and perform but I just let that like it, it's just like you're uh. an ignorant person and it's like the only time you get press is when you bring up little Nas X name but it's just like we see you it's like you've been exposed and again I just for me it's like I just I, I, I don't even listen to his ignorant statements but I, I just hate the following they're of just, people they're just that mad just, they're mad because he is occupying a space that they thought was only for them for so long. There was only straight black men in the realm of hip hop for so long. And then, you know, you had a few white boys that snuck up in there as well and have gotten famous. Like, not, not and have still been doing good with that as well. And then you have women, but then, you know, for a time, you only let one woman really be at the top, and it was Nicki Minaj and Outer. Uh, it was Little Kim. Now, well, well you know, before Nicki, of course, of course, okay. of course. Sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. I know, I know you love your girl. Um, and now that there is a young gay black gentleman, you are Grammy Award winning. Grammy mm-hmm. Award winning. Probably about to pick up a few VMAs tonight as well. Now you're upset because you have this image of what hip hop is supposed to look like and who is supposed to come from. But now it's coming from somebody that you deem to be lesser than. And so you, now you have an issue with it. And to that, I say F off. Mm. It's it's you're you're late. You're tired. And it's old. It's getting really, really old. I would re- I, I, I don't like you know how much you probably get more press even if you wanted to fake it. You'd probably get more press if you came out in support of him mm. and said, you know what? This dude is really out here representing for a lot of other young black gay men who go through a very specific struggle within the black community. And he is doing his best to show them that they can be whoever the hell they want to be. Maybe they all won't be pop stars, but he's one and he's going to use, use this time to, to, to make the most of it. But here you are. Talking Tearing about this black man down, right? Talking about yet, fellatio, and mm. it's just like, girl, bussy, bussy. Ah, <laughs> I can't. So I don't even want to spend any more time dignifying little bussy, but I do <laughs> want to spend some time on some history uh, that was made this week. Okay, it's looking like the cookout done did the thing. So listen, give give us the Yep. So. We all know the story, right? A bunch of black people got up in that house this year, six of them. They um, have came together. Well, at least five of them did initially. Five of them, including Hannah, Hannah, excuse me, Hannah, came together um, to form, form this thing. And Hannah got added in a couple of weeks later on. And they have been, you know, 
circumventing everything and we, even when they're not HOH they um, have one of their pawns win HOH and then manipulate that pawn into doing what the, the cookout wants and this past Thursday it was a double eviction and they got rid of the last two remaining non-cookout members becoming the most successful alliance in all of Big Brother mm. history um, becoming the first time where the Big Brother house is populated solely by black people and of course there is lots of discourse lots of uh lots of opinions on either side of the aisle some people think that this is the most racist season ever some people understand that this is just a reaction to um the disadvantages that african americans have been at in this game and so on and so forth there are people that are in the middle i most certainly I'm cheering them on. I love that this has happened. I feel like it has long since dissolved this rumor that black that good black players just don't get cast. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certainly black players that, that get cast that are not good at the game of Big Brother. That's for sure. But I think that there's also a big part of this is the fact that there are just aren't a lot of us to begin with. And the cultural differences, sometimes those are barriers when you're playing a social game. But when you put when you put people that have a shared common experience in the house together, there's more likely of a shot that they might make it a little further. And not mm. only did they make it further, mm. but they made it all the way. So, mm. yes, we will be getting our first black winner of Big Brother. Now, there is a lot of um, discourse between the cookout and who you want to see win. Um, ultimately, I think the premier player of the cookout is Tiffany. She sort of been the one that's at the forefront of a lot of the strategy, a lot of the goings on in the house. Um, and now it looks like she's going to be the one that actually ends up being the first to go. And a lot of people have a problem with that because... Um, it's looking like all of the men are sort of swooping in at the last minute to get her out, and then they're going to, you know, pretty much take credit for all of the things that she's done. Um, so it's it, it. There's a lot of uh, this is a very testy season. It's it's very testy. I mean, the the cookout versus the rest of the house, then the cookout versus each other, and all of the opinions that people have alongside that. It is very very. Um, it's a very testy season. I will. Be, I I am not at all ashamed in saying that. I'll be kind of glad when it's over. <laughs> because it's been very emotionally taxing. I am so happy that it, that we got what we won, and I'm so happy that they stuck together and we got this moment. Because that the way that episode ended was so was so great, was so powerful that they literally got rid of Alyssa, and then Julie signed off, and then the cameras went back in, and then you, it just has them saying one, two, three, cookout, and then the episode ends. And I'm like, that is so perfect. Like it's cemented in history now. There's nothing to anybody. You just stay mad, just stay mad. But saying all of that I'll be glad when this is over because I feel like this season has also brought out a, uh, the worst in a lot of the fans um, and I will be glad when we are able to sort of move on from this and also first of all celebrate what we got but also move into the future hopefully a little less burdened from from before so that's where we're at but don't ever season <laughs> Big Brother bring out the worst. That, uh, yes, that, uh, I do. I I think that's true. But I think that this because of the the nature of this one in particular mm-hmm. and all the stuff that's rioting on it, I feel like there's just a, there's a there's a there's more pressure. There's just more going on. I think with this particular season that I don't think that I've necessarily noticed in other seasons. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right, but uh, I am very proud of the the cookout. I'm very proud to, you know, I've been following along a little bit here and there, but yes, I love it. And I, I know that, you know, ultimately a lot of even the members of the cookout 
didn't necessarily agree, but I like the fact that they put their differences aside for the greater good. And, you know, for this, this is monumental. Um, mm-hmm. Big Brother's huge. And like, you know, again, for other people of color to see this, um, it's just amazing to me. And uh, I love it. And especially, you know, we got our boy uh, Derek up in the building from Philly. Um, I just think that, yeah, it's amazing. Shout out to the cook out. Yeah, shout out to the cookout. I it, I I really got emotional on Thursday because I mean, like I said before, I didn't really need for them all to get to final six in the beginning. I thought I just wanted them to you know have more numbers in their pocket and not be automatically targeted because they're one of the only ones and people don't understand them and the the, the, the black women getting accused of being aggressive and the same for the black men getting accused of being aggressive. Like I just I'm just so glad that there was more of us. There were more of us in there this season so that we could actually be, feel more comfortable to be ourselves and yes. not be judged as quickly um and so i'm i'm pleased i'm pleased that they were able to do it i ultimately thought that i just i just wanted them to just be able to go and then be themselves but then the closer and closer they got to be yeah, in the final like, six yeah. i was like you know what no go for it now bitch make the statement make this statement. but even like even that statement like you know like it's almost like we're just we're programmed to like wish for the like like just wish for whatever we get like I just right. want you to go in there and be like no bitch go in there and kill it like you know right. what I mean like and I hope that like other reality shows other networks take notice and see like diversity wins like and you know even if this isn't always the outcome but again like you know give us a fair shot okay and, and okay and a lot and of Anna, people go ahead, sorry. Uh, sorry a lot of people think that this is and I've been talking about this a lot a lot of people think that this is going to be, be the beginning of a race war when it comes to Big Brother uh, and that now the, the cookout is ruining um, this for any future black But what about player. the other what about the oh, they, what about all of the other white alliances that have been on the Big Brothers that so I, that wasn't ruining <laughs> yeah yeah that and past that I just feel like I just don't think that that's true I don't right. that, I don't think that this is going to start a race war I think what happened this here is, is a particular season that like Right. This is one season and you got you have you have black people that know the history of the game and what has happened. And they were like, we are determined to make sure that that does not happen this time. And the way that we're going to do that is make this powerful statement where we take each other to the end. and We do not turn on each other. We do not vote each other out. And we're going to make it all the way to the end so that you are forced to see six black people in that house together. Mm. And there is going to be a black winner Mm. no matter what. Now I don't think that that means that all the black people that get cast next season are going to do right, the same they thing. Have to, right. Strategically, it wouldn't even make sense for them to do the same thing because they would get caught. Like it doesn't even make sense. Right. It's just to pr- hold on. I, I don't even. <laughs> Let me play the national anthem for the black cookouts that's been the last two years. Come on, Beyonce. You made me happy. Come on, the cookout. This is today. Okay, listen. I don't even want to talk about that. I just want to celebrate the melanism that is there. Uh, I think that it's great. Um, and I love it. Um, despite what the haters say, it's great. This is reality TV. Like, you know, they were able to do it. And kudos to them. Um, and yeah, that I'm, I'm just very happy. I just, I just, I just, I just have such a, I'm like, not, my patience is wearing thin for uh, people yeah, but, that like feel like this is like some, 
brand of hatred against white people. I just, if, but, if that's what you honestly believe when you're watching these six people um, operate in that house, I just, I don't know what to tell you. I think that you're just, li- you're, you're choosing to live out of reality at that point. These, how these, many, go ahead. how many times has Big Brother had the final six be all white? Quite a few times. Okay, right, but you know, like you know what I'm saying, like and. I mean, it was last year. I'm pretty sure it was that way the, the year before that, if I'm not so, mistaken. Um, I just, for me, don't, I, 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 I it was the year before that. Uh, 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 oh, uh, oh, oh, well, no, that's not true because Casey was definitely, she she won that season and she was Filip, uh, Filipino, but. For me, it's like, you know, it's, it, they, they broke the standard quo and, you know, with this, it, it comes to haters, but I would not rack your brain on wasting any time or anyone that wants to come for you or anything like listen this is what it is it's 2020 first of all I was about to say 2022 because you know that zaddy killing to out but (laughs) this is 2021 this this is this is what we look like like uh, America it's just like yeah no and I I think that this honestly proves our point give us an opportunity allow us a seat at the table right and they're not used to it because we've not had a seat at the table, but we've demanded a seat at the table. And guess what? You'll see our greatness. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of it. Like, and, that, that's and, the, the, and they were strategic too. Like, it's right. Not even, but it's, y'all take, mm. it's not even like it's not like regardless of why they came together as an alliance, they effectively acted like any other domineering alliance mm. in the house. They didn't win all the HOHs, and when they didn't win the HOH, they made sure that they still got their way. And they, and they came close to splitting up several times. There were so many cracks in that alliance. But they decided yeah. to stick together because they thought that there was something greater than all of them. And they stuck with it. So and I can't, I don't know why people are acting like, oh, the only reason that they won was because they're black. Well, I guess in a way, yes, so, sure. But that doesn't mean that they played the game. That doesn't mean they didn't play the game, too. Like, right. come on. Come on. Like, let's be honest about what we're talking about here. It's not rocket science. Mm. And reverse racism is not a thing, guys. Mm. Racism is racism. Why is it reverse racism, racism when it's against white people? That doesn't make sense. Child, racism not, is not racism. So, not all lives matter. Not y'all all lives matter in the uh, big brother. It's so, it's such, it's just such trash. But that's why, listen, you can't feed it. You have to celebrate the cookout and like that's it is what it is like you you just have to choose to celebrate it and you can't let this historic moment like listen we you can't right. let it you're right you can't let it because it, like it's stealing your joy like you're a big brother i want to say freak of the week like yeah. you know like you like th- this is like no like you you, you i right. i it's been a very don't. contentious season a lot of my joy has been stolen and I, you're right i really should be trying to focus on what what we've got and what what they've accomplished and all of that right it's hard sometimes when there's just no so i i agree that's why i said i, I think that this season is just so different because i just feel like because of what's happened there are just so many people coming out of the woodworks with crazy crazy horrible opinions and things to say and it's just it's just been a lot it's been a lot yeah i mean i'm ready for the break (laughs) oh i know you i'm sure you're probably ready for a shower okay (laughs) but thank you so much for always giving your unapologetic 
filled, unfiltered voice, getting me together when I need to be get together. And you know, just I, I just so appreciate you uh, for bringing the casual tea uh, every other week, once a month, whenever we can do it. I so appreciate it. Don't let them haters get you down. Uh, before we go, what you got going on? What's, what's, what can people expect from you in the upcoming weeks? What you doing with your time when the, uh, the big brother is over? We want to know. So I'm still on Twitch as usual. You can catch me reading Harry Potter. We're getting into a few more video games over there. And that's it for now. I might have some things in the future, but I'll, I'll keep that to myself for now. Okay. <laughs> Alright, we ain't mad at that Well thank you so much for another week Of Casual Tea And we will catch you on the flip side Bye The following message is brought to you by Give me a B B Give me an A A Give me an R R Give me a B B B B B B B B Hi, this is Ms. Bart, and I want to share with you a piece I've just read from Nikki Bannis. It's entitled Home. Find the people and places that make you feel at home. Find the ones who take care of your soul and make you feel like you can completely be yourself around them. Find the ones who light you up from the inside out and encourage you to be yourself. Find the places where you feel at peace, the places that you could spend forever wandering and exploring. Find the places that make you want to see even more of the world and the ones that make you happy to be alive. And whenever you find one of these people or places, hold onto them so tight. Tell those people you love them often. Visit those places as much as you can. Never let go of those people or places. Because when you find peace and love in this world, it is worth more than gold. It is where you are meant to be. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And I am so proud of this week's Freak of the Week. Now, I told y'all I got a new segment, Purple Pants Play by Play, where I am watching more sports and give y'all some more sports coverage in all of any sports field. You know, tennis, basketball, football, hockey, whatever it is. And so I was watching a football game this past Sunday and I had read the news headlines earlier. But I want to say, though, this week's Freak of the week is none other than Maya Shaka, okay? She became the first black woman in history to officiate an NFL game, okay? Listen, that is huge, okay? I, you know, on this podcast here, I stand for representation. I stand for 
women to be making strides. I love to see it and I have to give Maya her flowers. Now, before the game, she had the NFL. They did a lot of press about it. There was a video clip of Maya floating around and I just want to play it for you guys because it really is so special and truly uh, an honor and I love to see the representation. But here is Maya herself. When I step on the field for the first time as an NFL official, it's going to be a proud moment. It's a proud moment for myself. It's a proud moment for my family. It's a proud moment for my community and, and my students and co-workers. This historic moment to me is an honor and it's a privilege that I've been chosen to represent women and women of color in the most popular sport in America, proving that I can defy the odds and overcome and, and pretty much master a craft of a sport that I didn't really play, but I have a love and a passion for. And hopefully that just gives somebody else you know, some inspiration and, and empowers them to step outside the box and then do something different. You know, I'm just in awe and I just can't wait for that moment, you know, that opening kickoff. I can't wait to see how that's going to feel. And those are words from Maya Shaka, our freak of the week and the first black woman to ever officiate an NFL game. I think that is so amazing. And to any little girls out there watching, inspire to be what you want. The sky is the limit. OK, and if Maya is our freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing podcast. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me and listening to another week because, you know, it's Zach. Daddy's at war. But listen, okay, if you haven't already, please make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We're there. My Uncle Pookie, he riding around Philly in his Cadillac. Get it from him. Make sure you subscribe, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars, okay? And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that it's zaddies at war cause it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants it's the purple pants it's the purple pants podcast you better get your headphones and listen up quick it's the purple pants podcast you better listen in public might make your stomach hurt it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to unwind you better get that box wine it's the purple pants podcast you're trying to get your snack you better hurry right back though it's the purple pants it's the purple pants